Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. If I might paraphrase just a bit here, if you can't tell who's gentrifying your neighborhood, yeah, well, it might be you. Our special series, York and Fig, continues today from American Public Media. This is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is the 3rd of December today, Wednesday. Great, as always, to have you with us, everybody. We are going to get right to it with our special project about gentrification and the hows and whys of it. Our wealth and poverty team basically moved into a neighborhood not far from downtown L.A. this summer. It's called Highland Park, about 8 or 10 miles from downtown. And they opened up a news bureau and started poking around, trying to figure out how maybe the most important part of our economic lives what happens where we live changes when the economy of our neighborhoods change. Gentrification is the word. A lot of people who move into gentrifying areas like Highland Park don't really think of themselves as gentrifiers because, first of all, what does that mean anyway? But also they often do know that they have become part of the change around them, and that can be uncomfortable. Marketplace's Noel King takes it from there. This is new here. This is, we're walking by a place called Eclectomania. What do you think that's meant to be? Oh, this is an art gallery. Lynn Mayer is walking over to meet the new owner of her old house on Meridian Street. Lynn moved to Highland Park in 1991. It was mostly Latino, working class, and on Meridian, quiet. When I first moved into the house, the people across the street who don't live there anymore, they had chickens. The street used to be so dead that the chickens would sit in the middle of the road and just, you know, take a nap. Lynn is an artist. She works part-time. As much as she loved the house, it was a burden. Between repairs and upkeep, she was going broke. So a year ago, she sold it to an investor who rehabbed it. Oh my gosh, look at the house. When was the last time you saw it? Yesterday, because <laughs> I went by. She rents less than half a mile away. The house is perched on a hillside on a corner lot. It's a white stucco box with a picture window in front and steps leading up to an arch doorway where the new owner, Paul Downer, is waiting for us. Welcome. Okay, I know the greeting committee. Let's take one second. Lynn, this is Paul. Hi, Paul, this is Very nice to meet you. It's good to meet you, too. I asked Paul and Lynn if they'd be willing to meet to talk about gentrification in Highland Park. They can both see it happening, and in separate interviews, they'd each talked about that. Like when she decided to sell the house. When I called the real estate agent, he told me it's the hottest real estate market in the country. And I, I said to him, in the country? Are you sure? And he said, yes. Hot enough for the investor, who says he paid around $430,000 for it, to spend even more fixing the house up. That's a house Lynn bought for around 180000 Still, she says it's not like she won some kind of lottery. Do I feel the money that I got, I'm set for life? No, not when they say that in order to retire comfortably, you need at least a million dollars. I feel right now I can not have the thousand-pound gorilla that was on my back a little over a year ago. But now I just have chimpanzees on my back now. <laughs> Lynn is ambivalent about the neighborhood's upscale transformation. She's always liked the slightly gritty feel, the mom-and-pop shops, and that there are so many artists here. Highland Park's been attracting them for a century. The question is, did she help contribute to the change? After all, one of the first signs of gentrification is often artists buying houses before the neighborhood gets hot. We're the pioneers. We're the pioneers, definitely. We're the ones willing to slum it, so to speak, just for to get space, you know. We make it trendy, like come on down and see the hipsters make their artwork. 
<laughs> so she doesn't consider herself a gentrifier. Neither, though, does Paul Downer, the man who bought her old house just three months ago. He's actually kind of uncomfortable with the restaurant scene on York Boulevard. A lot of the, the cafes, I feel like unworthy of walking in because the waiters seem much more hipper and interesting than I am. And I'm like intimidated. And I, I some of the things on the menu I've never heard of before. And I'm from San Francisco. I'm not from, you know, someplace, you know, <laughs> that basic. Paul is also artistic. He's a pattern drafter. He saw gentrification up close in San Francisco and didn't like it. But rising prices in the Bay Area benefited him. He sold his apartment and was able to pay cash for the Meridian House, $710,000. Even with the artistic touches he loves, the colored glass windows, the countertops he thinks are marble, for 1,100 square feet, that's a lot of money. To be honest with you, I didn't get the best price possible. You know, homes that are much bigger than this in this neighborhood sell for a lot less than what I paid, but I think I did okay in the long